Welcome to the TBD Podcast. This is your host, Allison Lassard. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. I'm very excited because this is going to be the first of several relationship-focused videos, and I've been waiting a really long time to make this uh, video series. So you guys know from my day ones, I'm so honored if you're still here and we're still growing together in community. Um, you guys know that the first series of relationship videos I put out were like at the end of 2015, 2016. We were definitely ahead of the curve. <laughs> we're definitely ahead of the mainstream because then things really kind of exploded in this realm <clears throat> of like conscious relationship stuff like two to three years after that. And even now I still see people coming out with like new channels and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And that's cool. You know, everybody's got their timeline with this. So obviously it's been a while and ever since 2020, I felt like, I just felt like things were being regurgitated. I'm like, this doesn't feel fresh anymore. It doesn't feel innovative. It doesn't feel in alignment. So I knew that I needed to take some time to go learn some new things. And I didn't know how long that was going to take, but it's turned out to be more than three years, honestly, which is fine. You know, whatever time's not linear. So here we are. And I was meditating the other day and I just heard like in my mind beyond polarity. And I was like, let me really sit and reflect on that. And so you guys know in this, and for those that are new here, like welcome, but we've been hearing the terms like sort of divine feminine and divine masculine for so long. And when I originally used those terms, I wasn't speaking about a particular person or, or gender, but more of a, of an energetic, right? Kind of like yin and yang are two parts of a whole and one can't exist without the other. It was that vibe that I was talking about. But of course, as things, as it happens, people run with things, it gets misconstrued, it gets distorted. And I think there's just a lot of just, I don't even know anymore. I can't even keep track. Like <laughs> I don't tune in to much of that stuff anyway, because there's not much I resonate with at this point. But what I did do is go start to learn with some other teachers, <clears throat> some polarity teachers that are very big in this industry, you know, in our niche. And I learned, I know, I learned some cool stuff from these people. And still, I reached this place on my journey where I was like, this isn't it for me. Like, there felt like there was more. Like, there was more expansion. Like, some of these labels still felt limiting. Even speaking about it in terms of masculine and feminine, for me personally, and I'm only speaking for myself, right? Because some of these teachers, it's like their life's work. This feels really like their thing. It feels extremely resonant. And you know what? That's awesome. Like we all have our, our lane to be in, you know? I just knew for me, it wasn't the end point. Like I was like, all right, this is good. I'll store it in my house of knowledge. And what next? But I had to wait. That didn't drop in immediately. And then this year, I started to study um, a path of Tibetan Buddhism. Again, as things align, it all started to just happen. One thing led to another, you know, I find teacher, I find a class, I find another class, da da da, and, and so on and so forth. So I've been pretty much immersed in that for almost the whole year, definitely since the springtime, heavily. And I think the reason why I'm feeling called to talk about it now is because, again, I've spent a lot of this year studying. I didn't want to rush into talking about things that were so new to me. Um, but I think it's really important to share this because I do feel like a lot of people reached a point, like they found my videos, for example, 
kind of got obsessed with it for a while because weren't we all sort of at, a, at some point like in that phase of trying to understand or hungry for knowledge or not understanding why things were happening a certain way or whatever, especially when it came to re your relationship life, like your intimate life. Again, a lot has happened for me over the last couple of years. And so I'm in a very different place than I was then. I haven't shared this stuff online and I probably won't if I'm being honest, because I, I learned some lessons about, you know, maintaining some privacy and, and some sacredness to my, to my private life, especially my relationships. But what I will share are anecdotes and things that I'm learning, right? Um, and I can promise you that in applying a lot of what I've been learning over the last two years, especially, not just with the Buddhism, but like that has taken it to a level deeper that I hadn't experienced yet. And that's why I think it's important to bring it to you guys. But even some of the polarity teachings and some of the deeper intimacy practices that require this ultimate and radical responsibility for your experience and relationship. Like, yeah, people will be like, a relationship is a mirror. And a lot of people think that's cool until it's really hard to look in the mirror, until it's really fucking hard to swallow what you're experiencing. And so when I found the Buddhism and I started to learn this concept of karma and emptiness, Karma, forget the definitions that you've heard because it's, it's very different than what you've probably heard of. But in this lineage, when they say karma, they're referring to the way your mind is moving and what follows. Movement of the mind and what follows. When you talk about emptiness, I have my chapstick here, or a Carmex. This is like the most brief, simplified explanation of emptiness and I'm sure there'll be many more videos and I'll get to go deeper but it's it's still a concept that I'm learning because it's so deep it just it takes time you know I'm very humbled by the, these teachings because it's not something that you get immediately and 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 if you did maybe it'd be weird I don't know but anyway maybe you're super enlightened maybe you're already a Buddha <laughs> but this is my Carmax and for and so we're going to talk about emptiness for three two minutes or less the concept of emptiness is that things do not, like don't have a self-existent nature. They're not coming from their own side alone. And so I can look at this Carmax and be like, this is the best lip balm ever. I do love it, it's like one of my favorites. Except for the little blue one that's in the pot, which I also like, but I don't like to use my finger. I forget which brand that is, Chapstick maybe, but the medicated one. Anyways, this comes out of a tube, it's more sanitary. I'm a little, you know, germaphobe like cool i like that i don't have to touch it so and i like that it makes my lips tingle etc cetera, etc cetera. so for me carmax is superior lip balm somebody else like my sister my one of my sisters really likes it but like i have a friend who thinks it's disgusting she's like ew i hate it i hate the taste of it it's gross so you can see that the satisfaction the superior quality i feel about this like if it were a fixed identity Carmex had a fixed nature, everybody would have the exact same experience of it. Think about the same thing with a relation, like with your mother or with your ex. If that person had a fixed nature that never changed, everybody in the entire universe would have the exact same experience of that person. But we know that that's not true. So emptiness is saying that things are empty of a nature of a self-existent nature and that essentially it requires me the perceiver to project meaning onto this because if you leave it 
if you if you drop it on the floor and your dog comes and picks it up, then they're gonna chew on it. But for me, it's a chapstick. Both are true, and neither are 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 true. If that makes sense, like both are true. You could see it as a chapstick. Your dog sees it as something to chew on. And when you leave it in the middle of the room and the people leave and the dog leaves, what is it? So it's like both are true and, and neither are true. Because <laughs> it can't exist without a perceiver. So I'm seeing this as the Carmex. The dog's seeing it as something to chew on. This is emptiness. This is a very condensed and, and choppy way to <laughs> describe it. You know what I mean? Not as eloquent as my teachers necessarily, but you get the point, hopefully. And if you don't, that's okay, because I'll talk about it a million more times, I'm sure, because I've still got plenty to learn. Bottom line, if you apply that to your ex-partner, for example, or a person that you are having a lot of conflict with, you can start to understand that the, the experience that you're having of that person is coming from, number one, your mind, and number two, your karma. And your karma is the imprints that are in your mind that are forcing you to see things in a certain way. They're forcing you to see your ex as whatever. <clears throat> Let's say you have a bad experience with your ex right now. There's the karma, your karma. Again, this isn't like good or bad. What they're saying is the, it's the movement of your mind and what follows. Karma is based on thoughts, speech, and action. And they see it also in and, and future and you know, past lives and present life, like that this could also be an accumulation, like what you're being forced to experience right now, maybe with your ex-partner, could also be coming not just from this lifetime. So if you're seeing your ex as like selfish or, um, I don't know, just pick, a, pick something derogatory because you know, if you just go to the comment section on any videos about this topic, you're gonna see a mess in the comment section of negativity. So pick your insult, whatever it is. Understand that that's coming from your mind and, and you're being forced to see that person in that way in that moment because of either something that you've thought in the past, something that you've done, something that you've said, or just imprints that are in your mind. And so to change the experience of your ex, then you need to change your karma. You need to change the way that you're showing up, the way that you're thinking about things, the way your mind is moving around certain topics. You know, if every time you talk about, this is why it's so important when it comes to this topic. And again, I, I'm not the only one that sees the massive information on YouTube of people just in the most negative spiral around this topic, a relationship, the, the karmic, if you want to throw that in there, like everything is like everyone's karmic, you guys, like everyone is your karma. <laughs> Every person and everything that you're experiencing, you're experiencing in the way that you are because of your own karma. And so if you want your experience to change, you have to change, right? And that is why this path that I'm on took me some time, right, to, to start to navigate and integrate because it requires this unbelievable amount of personal accountability, the highest accountability, number one, and, and radical responsibility for your experience. If someone's really deeply in trauma or they're, you know, they're, they have activated traumas or they haven't healed certain things, then this stuff is probably not going to resonate and that's okay. You know, you find it when you're ready. It, if it doesn't resonate, that's totally fine. Like click off. You know what I mean? It's all good. 
Um, but if it does resonate, keep listening because, you know, I, I support all, all phases of healing. I just know that what I have to offer at this point is something different, right? Because I even did, um, like a year of working with somatic, um, therapy, you know, therapists and people that have studied somatic healing. And I spent time, um, God, I don't know. I've done a lot. You guys over the last couple of years, I've worked with a lot of people, but I did do a facilitator training to get some somatic tools under my belt and some facilitation around that just because I felt like it was important. Um, although I do not specialize in, in trauma or anything like that, nor do I want to. Um, I think that's for certain people who are really, really good at it. And I'm happy to refer people out. Um, but I'm here to share this stuff. You know what I mean? Like once I, and I don't have a big traumatic background, um, personally, um, but you know, a lot of people that I've worked with over the years have. And so I think you got to be wherever you're at. You know what I mean? If, if, if you're not, if this doesn't vibe or you feel really activated around it, maybe it's not the right time or maybe it is, who knows? All I know is that it's important at a certain phase, if you really truly want your relationships to change, that you change period. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It doesn't mean that you're not perfectly great the way that you are, but it means if you want your experience in relationship of your ex, of your future partner, of your mother, of your brother, of your colleagues, of your clients, whatever it is, any relationship, if you want those things to change for the better, then you need to create new, like you need to have the karma for it. So then you need to create new imprints in your mind and start to behave in new ways so that you're basically planting what they call like new seeds. And then you water them, right? Through these practices, through your actions, through your thoughts, through your meditation. Meditation's really important in this lineage. It's like, you have to meditate because they say like meditation really is the way, you know? Maybe some people will spontaneously become enlightened, but most of us will not. And we have to train our mind to be able to even focus on a single point for more than a split second if we're going to experience any perception, direct perception of emptiness, which is basically like where it begins, where sort of enlightenment could start, where you have not just the thought of emptiness or what we just talked about with the chapstick, but like you have an actual direct experience that can, that therefore means you'll no longer question the principles of Buddhism because you've experienced it directly. So there is no more questioning it because now you know, because you've seen it directly you had the direct perception. So that's kind of, that's what we're, we're going for the path of no more learning. But for now, uh, most people can't sit still for 60 seconds. So <laughs> that's why it's taken me a few years of practicing meditation and getting consistent with it and then creating a daily practice. And for the last two years inside of Rose Temple, that's been part of the program. But you know, most people have a hard time with it because it's not easy to focus your mind, which is why people have a lot of drama because they can't even focus on something different for 10 seconds, let alone start to rewire their brain. So you have to start small. You have to start small. You have to start really baby steps and start to build that muscle of consistency. But I would be lying to you guys if I said that I could have made it this far without a meditation practice. I don't think it was, I don't think I'd be here, honestly, being able to talk about it in this way without it. Because I've noticed, and again, there's science behind this, you guys. Like, you become less reactive. If you're really practicing and you mean it and you're putting your, your heart and your soul and you're, you're devoting yourself to it and you're putting that, those efforts in with the, with the right intentions, like you're going to bear fruit. And 
the, the fruit that you're going to bear is less reactivity, less mental drama. Um, you're just going to be able to navigate life with more grace and more ease. It doesn't mean that challenges don't happen. It means when they do happen that you don't go into this like gigantic spiral, endless spiral. Because trust me, I still have plenty of um, things that I might get reactive about, but it doesn't last the way that it used to. I don't get in the pit and stay there. I don't allow myself. I let myself feel my feelings, but I don't let myself mentally spiral out because I, I know that that serves no purpose and I know that that's my mind playing tricks on me. Like, <laughs> because again, an emotion is just energy. It's just energy. The stories we create around it is something different, but emotions are just energy. And so, okay, it's an old imprint. It's something ripening from before. I let myself feel it, but that is why I meditate because I used to be much more reactive and much more defensive. And those things really start to pollute your relationships if we're being honest. You know, if you can't take any responsibility for where you're at, if you're blaming the other person for, like I said, I've, I'm not, like, I've been observing for a long time, you guys, what's on YouTube around conscious relationships or union or whatever, you know, um, divine feminine, divine masculine, this and that. And trust me, like I said, the majority of it, of course, it doesn't resonate with me, but I also feel like it's not, it's just not positive. Like, if you look in the comment sections of most of these videos, it's unbelievably negative. And I'm like, that is doing nothing but creating an imprint to have the exact same experience over and over and and then people wonder why am i not having a better experience why isn't this changing why am i not attracting new new kinds of people why or why is the relationship with this particular person not getting any better and they're stuck and i'm not judging people for being stuck i'm saying there is a way out of that loop for sure there is because we've all been there stuck in that place where you think it's the other person you truly believe like with your whole being it's not you it's them but you guys i promise you it's you <laughs> meaning your experience of that person or situation is coming from you which means if you want it to change it needs to change from your side it does and i know this because i've had the direct experience of this with people that I truly thought would never change. Or I really thought it was them, not me. And I've had things happen in my relationships, like 180 degree shifts, you guys, of people that were, like I said, running away, avoiding intimacy, um, just stuck in unhealthy behavior, addictions, or whatever the case may be. This isn't just one person. This is like many people, but I trust me, you guys. Like I said, I'm my private life I'm keeping private because the internet is wild, wild jungle <laughs> that I don't wanna be all over with my personal biz. But like, I promise you guys that I wouldn't do this if I wasn't speaking from direct experience. Like you really can experience a shift with a person that you thought the dynamic was never gonna change until they did something different. But you have to understand like, I just had this experience with some of my family members. They were, they were having an like a, a, a misunderstanding amongst each other, two people in my family, and they both came to talk to me about it. And I tried to be Switzerland, you know, neutral, because my advice is always the same to people. It's like, number one, see the other person's side, right, um, and number two, 
there's always got to be like more compassion. You know, most people when they're in their pride and in their ego, they struggle with compassion. They don't want to, it's like transactional. They're like, no, they don't deserve my compassion right now because fuck them. They're doing this and the other thing. Like you really have to get out of your own way. You have to stop making it about you. And that is a practice. That's not something that's going to happen overnight. But you have to remember, sometimes when I, when I get really upset about something, and like I said, it happens a lot less than it used to. But when I do get upset about something and I get charged about it, I literally, and this sounds morbid, but we're all, we're all going to die. I don't know. The Buddhists love to talk about dying. It's like their favorite thing to talk about because they're trying to get, become deathless. They're trying to become immortal, get the fuck out of samsara, which is this like world of suffering and exit the matrix, so to speak, and become enlightened and not have to incarnate in a world of suffering anymore. Um, So long as we're seeing suffering, we have work to do. That's the whole concept. You're becoming enlightened for the sake of all beings, not just for yourself. In other words, enlightenment doesn't exist unless everyone's free. So not to get off track, but you know, it's hard to have compassion for people when, when your pride and your ego is in the way, but ultimately there is no way out but through like to receive and to experience that from another person you have to give it all the time you just have to be generous with your compassion it doesn't mean you don't need boundaries or you don't need to respect yourself or anything like that but i promise you guys like you will get to a point where that won't be so much of a concern anymore it just won't you won't be so worried like oh my boundaries my this my that it's almost like your boundaries start to naturally assert themselves you don't continue to attract the same patterns of disrespect when you really honor yourself but when you're really loving people really and i mean like in the way that is more unconditional and not in the way that we think we're loving people unconditionally because really not most of the time we have an expectation of them and like i said i'm not saying i'm doing this perfectly i'm saying with this practice i have experienced 180 degree shifts with people that i really thought it was never going to change They'll never open up. They'll never share how they really feel. They'll never tell the truth. They'll never be able to see my side. It's not true. Like I now I've seen it and I'm like, a lot of things are possible, you guys, that you don't realize yet. But when it comes to those labels of like feminine or masculine, you might be getting stuck. I found it, like I said, very limiting. I was like, I'm feeling like that. Oh, I just looked and it was two, 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 two on the clock. Woo. I need to check the time and be under a half hour here so I don't get cut off. But yeah, I found those those two labels started to feel like I was hitting a wall and I'm like, there has to be more. And so when you start to apply karma and emptiness to your relationships um, and you're not worried about those labels anymore and you stop worrying about who fits into what box and this person is that and that's my that's the divine feminine and that person is the divine masculine and this and that like i said none of that has resonated for me really ever but let's say in a very long time i never wanted to put a, that type of label on a specific person anyway like i said people ran with it and made up their own shit but um again again i don't have anything against those terms i just think it's not helpful for me anymore like that's not what's helping me expand whatsoever and so for me when i was like wow what if i were to apply emptiness to the relationships that are the most challenging and understand that those people in and of themselves are empty of a nature i'm projecting this story onto them i'm and also it's coming from my karma my imprints the stuff you know in my mind like this is my experience that I'm projecting onto them. The empowerment is that for every result, meaning you're experiencing someone lying to you, you're experiencing something hurtful, 
there was a cause for it. And so not in a shameful way, because I will tell you guys something that I think is so fucking awesome. Tibetans don't have a word for guilty. It literally isn't in their vocabulary. They don't even have a word for it because guilt doesn't exist for them. What they call it is intelligent regret, which means you acknowledge it, the behavior, the thing that you don't like. You understand it's not serving you anymore, and then you let it go. You purify it. You do not sit there and wallow in guilt and shame. It just isn't a thing for them, and I think that's so amazing. I'm like, wow, imagine a world where people just don't feel guilty. They understand, they acknowledge, but they don't get stuck in that emotion. That is like a Western thing for sure, but anyway... I felt like those old terms were limiting. I knew that there was more to experience. And when you apply emptiness and you start to understand that it's coming from you, that the empowerment is that it can change. When you create a new cause for goodness, for kindness, for compassion, for love, you're gonna experience that later. You don't get oranges from apple seeds, you get apples. You get an apple tree. So if you plant kindness, if you create new imprints of kindness in your mind by acting in kind ways, you know, having a kind mindset, acting or speaking in kind ways, there's no way that you're not going to be forced to experience more kindness. It's just, it's impossible. It will happen. It's the laws of karma. You know, karma expands like attracts like for every cause, there's a result, no cause, no result. So it's like, if you don't create a new cause, then you're not going to experience that result. But the good news is you have so much more power than you've probably recognized ever. And like I said, I've waited six plus months to even share this stuff really. I mean, I've shared bits and pieces here and there, but not really because I felt like I really needed to learn more and sit with it for a little bit longer and read a little bit more. But now that I've been learning, I'm like, okay, I am by no means, you know, a master teacher, <laughs> not even close, but I definitely have been listening long enough to share some basics with you guys. And so I wanted to start with this because I also think that the foundation of those two terms, just because you guys might not have ever heard that before. I had never heard those definitions before. I had never uh, learned about karma. And I mean, I heard about karma and stuff, but not in the way that it was explained. And I definitely hadn't learned about emptiness. So I think between those two things, which are again the foundation of this whole lineage, um, that type of wisdom, it gives you a little bit of something to go off of because that's really what I've been applying now, definitely this entire year. But I've just noticed that, like I said, the most difficult and most challenging relationships can be transformed because I've transformed like all of them, the ones that are, especially the ones that are actively in my life right now, but even the ones that aren't, you know, things are different now. Things are, things are better in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start with that and I'm going to stop here. And of course, I'll be back soon with more. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I feel like a lot of people have been feeling this. People in my groups have been asking me, are you going to make new videos? We feel like it's time to like learn new things. And like I said, everything comes in, in the right timing. But I'm just curious. I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. I feel like a lot of you guys have been kind of waiting for this. And or even if you weren't consciously asking for it, it's almost like part of your subconscious was like, now what? Like it doesn't, the buck doesn't just stop because a certain story didn't play out or a certain outcome didn't happen for certain people. They're like, oh, wait, I thought it was going to look like this. If you let all that go and keep growing, like you're going to have new outcomes, <laughs> you know, like maybe you need to create a cause for something new to happen in your life so that you can have a new result or you can experience the type of relationship that you want or you can attract a new partner or you can improve the relationship or the marriage that you're in. 
right? Or you can call in more conscious people, whether those be friends or lovers or whatever, clients. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. So let me know, keep it nice. I already filter my comments and kick out all the trash anyway, um, all the spam. So I'm loving you guys and I will talk to you on the next one.